Greetings, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Question of the Day. Today, we have a first-time guest by the name of Rose. Let me let me re- restate that author Rosemary Howtower. And today, she's talking. She comes to the show to talk about her new book, A Mother's Grievance, which you can order now on Amazon. Welcome to the show, Miss Hightower. Thank you for having me. So, in reading this book and hearing this story, this story is about the death of your son. Here's a young man who was on a motorcycle. While on this motorcycle, it was said to believe that he ran into the back of a car. Now, Reading this book and hearing that he ran into the back of the car, people have to make the assumption, was this an accident or was this murder? And purchasing this book, you have the right to make that decision. So welcome Ms. Hightower to the show. She's going to explain to us a little bit about the book and this journey. Ms. Hightower, what made you want to write this story? Well, um, the reason why I wrote the story was to try to find the answers and obtain the closure that I was looking for as a mother um, regarding the loss of a child. Um, It was rough to sit out here and um, wake up one morning Uh, to get a call stating that your youngest child was just in an alleged accident and it resulted in his death. Now, for me, the cover of your book is what blew me away. I'm looking at this cover and I believe that's your sister at the casket. And the only thing I see in this casket is hands. I don't see a head. I don't see a body. I don't see legs. I don't see a face. All I see is hands. Can you explain to the audience why was the only thing showing your son's hands? Well, if I knew, I would be able to explain. But um, according to... The people who were in charge, that's all they could gather for me. I i asked to see his body and um, I wasn't, the request wasn't, wasn't honored. It was like, uh, no, um, it's not a good idea. It was always some excuse. I mean, I, I went back for two days straight trying to see my son's body, but it went nowhere. Um, I was told that his body was sent to a funeral home and um, they gave me the information. I reached out and I paid a visit um, as I was instructed and I did ask uh, the director at the funeral home, if possible, could I see my child? Um, And he looked at me and he made a very low... um, statement he was like they didn't tell you and I'm like tell me what and um, he said I'm sorry and he said "Um, let me see what I can do for you 
uh, after, you know, I told him, hey, you know, whatever you can do, if you can show me his hands, his feet, anything, any part of his body, I know what my my children's hands and feet look like. <laughs> Both of them, I have two sons, uh, one living in the spirit now and one still in the flesh, but I told him I was very, very familiar and I would know my children's hands and feet if I saw them in. He said, well, then come back the next day. I'll see what I can do for you. And when I got back the next day, um, I went in with my sister. And um, we entered this room. And there was, um, I'm going to say, a box. It wasn't a casket. And it had white sheets in it. And all it had was hands. (laughs) And I looked at it and I said, well... (laughs) Where's the rest of him? (laughs) And um, he just looked at me and was like, that's all I can put together. With so much going on with the police all over the country, was there any type of body cam footage? Was there an accident report? Uh, Any type of pictures? I mean, was there anything given to you to try to help you understand how your son died? Yes, um, I was given um, the first statement and incident report, which was totally different than the second one and the third one. (laughs) But um, after reviewing the first report, uh, that was the initial report, and um, also going out to social media because I don't know, you know, my son was a young man. 23, um, you know, I don't know his friends. He was living his life. And um, uh, just to see if I can find people talking, you know, about maybe the accident, maybe they were saying something different, but everything was in relation to that first incident report that was written, um, which indicated that the boys, because it was a few bikers at the time, my son alleged was the lead at the time and um, they were getting on a ramp and um, apparently uh, there was a car that road raged them that's what was said allegedly road raged them and um, went in front of them and brake checked them I had to find out what brake check meant of course I didn't know what that meant until you know I started asking questions and uh, the brake check caused the the, the bikes to crash, uh, allegedly. Um, my son being the lead, he hit the taillight of the passenger side of the car, so they say. And um, that was the story. That was the story that was swarming on, on social media. That was the story that was, that was in the initial report until... Um, uh, I spoke to the lead investigator who told me to disregard that, that he had to redo everything. So how comfortable are you with the information that was given to you? I was never comfortable from the beginning. It, nothing. And my intuition told me something else immediately. I know my child. I know what he would do. I was in my head... Um, you know, my, my boys were taught to ride bikes at the early age of three and four. Um, and um, Justin's been riding since he was three. He wasn't even, he was almost four. 
and uh, I knew he was a seasoned um, uh, experienced rider. And I knew that if my child was in trouble on a bike, he would do what he had to do, what he was taught to get himself out of trouble. Um, the diagram and the, um, the crash report indicated it was just so messy. I just, I, I don't even want to um, rethink what I had to view on that. It didn't happen. And anyone that sees that report can see that didn't happen. And I just had to um, stop beating myself up with trying to find out because none of the authorities were being honest. I never got to talk to any of his friends, which at this point, I just pray that everyone is happy with what, you know, um, with the way they, they, they end up having to be here without my son having a voice for himself and them having to advocate for him. Um, It's hard when you um, blame the dead person. I mean, you know, you you blame the dead person and the dead person can't even um, defend themselves. So, uh, and then none of the reports add up and you go try to get help from the people that's in charge of um, giving you clear answers and they're just as messy or you can't get a hold of them. You have so many of uh, the young adults on social media saying so many different things. You, there's just one thing after another that just didn't make sense. And I had to really put myself on pause so I can regroup and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> this is going nowhere. I mean, Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months turned into years for me with asking what happened to my son. You know, um, why was his hands the only thing I was able to witness? And I couldn't even see that at the morgue because they wouldn't allow me to. And why can't I get the photos? And where are the body cams? And, you know, it took to the end of this and prolonging 9, 10, 11 months before I got clear answers on paper. I mean, I had to research. I had to do homework on how to find answers, how to find people that can give me answers. I had so many doors shut in my face, going from a government agency to government agency here in Georgia to just be told, I'm sorry for your loss. And you know, um, it is what it is. Even, you know, the main people involved right here in the county um, naming him at fault in this. And I'm like, how do you name the dead person at fault? You know, what made you come to this? Who who came to this? And, mean, and what county are we talking about in Georgia? Um, Gwinnett County. So you telling me in Gwinnett County, young man dies. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think this was an accident? And I'm just asking your opinion. You, you give us your honest opinion. Do you think this was an accident or was this a murder cover-up? It's a tough question because as a mom, my heart says something else. But in being fair and not being there with my child, you know, um, and his friends or whoever was out there with him, you know, only they know. And um, I can I can go off assumptions and say, but the dynamics and the reports tell a whole different story, and I'll leave it at that. So let me ask you this question. I came to peace with that. Help describe to the audience 
Tell us a little bit about your son. Was he a person that got in trouble? Was he a bad kid, a good kid? Tell the audience a little bit about your son. Well, he definitely wasn't a bad kid, and I raised my boys as humanitarians. Um, I don't know what the story in the streets was, but (laughs) that's my child, and I never separated from my children. When I got here to Georgia, he was only 10 years old, and we lived in a prime area of Georgia in Gwinnett County. Uh, They went to the best schools, both my boys, and uh, Justin being the youngest, Um, grew up here uh, with all his friends. I didn't know his friends. I was the type of mom that, no, no one's coming to my home. No, you're not allowed to go to parties. No, you cannot spend the night out at people's house. I was very, very selective. I was like that growing up myself as a child, so I knew how I was going to raise my own children. They couldn't do none of those things, so... All I can do, you know, we're talking about a young man, 23, out there living his life, nice looking kid. Don't know. Riding bikes. I I don't know a lot about motorcycle riding out here in Georgia. I know about motorcycle riding in New York. Um, From what I hear, it's a lot different out here. The dynamics of the ethnicity and the um, I can say the variety of riders and international uh, scope from different types of of bikers, from African-American to Caucasian to Latinos. Um, I don't know. I just hear that there's a whole lot of different stories when it comes to that. And I hear that there's a whole lot of different things that go behind riding bikes. I learned so much with this. But in my opinion, eh. I don't think it had anything to do with riding motorcycles that night or any night with him because I knew him as a person. He would not ride a bike without a helmet. He didn't have on. He only had socks on. If they even said, here, here's his boots, that would have given me something. I got nothing, nothing. All I got was report after report indicating he didn't have this. Everyone's statements were different from the fire department who was the first responders to the police that were quote-unquote out there to the three investigators that they kept changing 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 for whatever reason and no communication to this day I never got a call from any authorities indicating that my child was dead or he was in an accident and I asked them who did you contact because you didn't contact me but on the report it says they contacted me no they never called me I'm the only parent here in Georgia for him. No, I don't care if he's 23. He's still my child. Who did you notify who ID'd him? Because I didn't. His dad lived in New York at the time, and he still lives there. He didn't do it. And I asked, and no one would answer that question. So if I couldn't see my son at the morgue, and I couldn't see my son at a funeral home, And all I got to do was see my son's hands and then a picture at a memorial. You try to put yourself in my shoes or my body and tell me how you would feel. Because right now I can smile. But all I can say is I pray that God forgives anyone that knows of any foul play, if there was, and that they're, they're forgiven for their wrongdoings because something's not right here. And at this point, I don't care that it's not right no more. I gave it to God. 
And there's not one person that can come to me after almost five years to prompt some type of investigation because guess what? It's not going to work with me. It's done. It's not like my baby's coming back. So, I'm at peace with that right now. So in writing this book, A Mother's Grievance, what do you hope to gain or what do you want your readers to take away from this? Well, I want my readers to um, take away that um, if any type of any type of loss, I don't care what it is, um, family, friend, pet, anything, and you're told that this person is no longer going to be a part of your life in the physical flesh or just in the physical and that they're gone for whatever reason, don't take their word. Because if you look at the world today, there is no honesty nowhere. There's none. And I'm, you know, I'm going to bring this up. Look at the five officers. Just this past week, I'm recording this. Look at the five officers. Look at the 17-year-old that went to take the trash out and now he's dead. Look at the young man that just got beat up by five officers. It's not a black and white thing. It's a wicked, evil thing going on here. And lives are being taken without warning. And for some reason, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay with the government, but it's really not. Because we're still human beings and we have to accept this. I'm still a parent. I don't care how anyone labels me. That was my child I carried for nine months. And my baby died at 23, 13 years after I moved to this state. And I've been through hell here. Hell. But I never gave up. And there's not one friend that can come and tell me this story because this is a made-up, infatuated story. And I'm going to leave it like that. No one on this planet, God could not come down right now and tell me that that's the truth. Because I'll look at him and say, no, God. No, Father. No. (laughs) Well, to my audience, if you're interested in ordering a copy of Mrs. Rosemary Hightower's new book, A Mother's Grievance. You can order it on Amazon. Or or you can follow her on Instagram at Palm Life Services, which stands for Peace of Mind. Anything else you would like to say? Yeah, I just want to say I didn't even get into it. What I hope that anyone who purchases this book and read it, get from it, is how detailed... I, as a regular human being, not an investigator, put all the details in there to give myself closure. But at the end of just reading everything and reviewing everything and going through all the mess that I had to go through for these past four and a half years, almost five years, it gave me a peace of mind and closure that God said, here, at least take his hands. Because everything that's in my head and what I thought It's true. It's in my heart. Whatever these folks done made up and created here, they can have it. I'm giving it back to them because anything that we try to fight for in this world today, it does not matter. If you don't have money or if things are not caught on camera, you're not going to be acknowledged. You're not going to be acknowledged. When you call these super attorneys, that say they can help you when they find out they can't make money, they shut the door. You got all these big social publicists, public media, social media people that, you know, um, 
Mr. King and all these people that are out there breaking news and stuff, man, I reached out to everybody, NAACP, everyone. I got the door shut in my face after they reviewed whatever, and that's okay. Because I had to get strong for me and realize that my baby is not coming back whether they told me what I wanted to hear or not. So they can keep their story. They can keep their cover up. They can keep whatever the hell they made out of this. And I'm okay with it. So folks, when you order your copy and you follow on Instagram at Peace of Mind Life Services, leave a comment. Was it murder? Was it an accident? You be the judge. Order your copy on Amazon. A Mother's Grievance by Rosemary Hightower. Thank you all for listening in. This is Question of the Day. Thank you for having me.